I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. I'm joined by Colin Neal, UK Managing Director of Adyen, the payments platform. Colin, unusually perhaps for people in fintech, has decades of experience in retail. Experience that offers perhaps a unique perspective. I probably have a bit of a different view to most financial technology businesses around the importance of financial technology in the grander scheme of things for retailers. I think when you when when you sit inside of a, of a fintech type business, you kind of look at your technology as an enabler to something. And it's true, it is. It does enable something, but it, it's it's a cog in a machine. And it's probably not the driving force behind why you change. It's a necessity. Ultimately, the customer is the thing that should drive the change. And there are way harder parts of a retailer's organization to change than just payments. Payments itself is very, very difficult, but we touch limited parts. And I think it's always really important to understand that you're not the driver for the change, but you do enable a change. And actually, if you take that cog out, it's still pretty difficult for the retailer to achieve what they want to do. But if you took another cog out, it'd be way more difficult. So you've kind of got to get this sense of perspective to go, we are important, but don't overplay your importance. But without us, retailers will definitely find it a lot harder. But there are other bits that they would find a lot, lot harder than just us. And I think it's really that bringing that reality check, I think, is really important in the, in the financial technology world. I think it's too easy to get caught up in the importance of your own technology. In terms of the use of the technology, you offer payments online, mobile, in-store channels. What are the trends that you're seeing in the way those are going? We've always looked at at payments as a response to to customer behaviour. I think if you look at any other way, it's wrong. So I think you've always got to look at what's happening in the in in from through the through the lens, I guess, of, of, of the individual, the shopper. We'll be hosting an event in China um, towards the end of the year, and it's the first merchant event that we'll be hosting in country. But it's an interesting one because I think if you look at the China market versus European market, and to some degree the American market as well. I think what you, what you see is this real, real interesting shift where what you see across a lot of Europe, UK, the Americas, is, the, is this endeavour to collapse this distinction between online and offline, this unification of channels. And obviously, there's there's lots of things that come with that. You know, you get better utilisation of the stock, you get better insight into kind of what your consumers are doing. And we shouldn't underestimate how big a feat it is to try and collapse that distinction, because ultimately we, we we designed it that way. Big ERPs like SAP, they were designed for the manufacturing industry, essentially, to say, actually, from an organization standpoint, they're really good at giving you a holistic approach. But once it's in, it's in. And then all of your finance procedures ride on the back of that. Your operating procedures ride on the back of it. But they're built in a way that says, you know, retail's over here, e-commerce is over here. And that's the way that a lot of retail is built. Now, in comparison, China kind of never went down that route. And what you see is, you know, things like apps like Alipay and WeChat Pay, those apps just serve a really simple purpose to go. They're just an ecosystem in which you engage and transact. And channel really is just agnostic. It doesn't matter. And I think the bit that we're grappling with in kind of the Western world today is to try and understand how do we unify those channels? How do we bring everything together so we get consistent consumer experience? We utilize our stocks better. We simplify our back-end operating processes. And pulling that legacy out, ultimately, that's where I guess Adian came from. Adian came from that recognition that 
it doesn't have to be that complicated. You don't need, we talk about unification and consistent platform, but realistically, why do you need multiple contracts for your channels and countries? Why do you need multiple integrations? Why do you need different SLAs? Why do you need different acquiries? You don't. It's just the way that things have been constructed. And that's why I refer back to this cog, this little cog that says, if you're a, if you are a retailer that's looking to unify your experience, you need to think about how you reward your teams. So if you've got salespeople who are so used to being commissioned based upon a garment that they sell in retail and the way that they're commissioned requires them to enter a number into point of sale when they sell a product so it can be tracked and traced and paid and all the bits that go with it. Now you expect the same as sales associate to give up 45 minutes of their time when they could be selling on the sales floor to service you, Robin, because you've ordered a click and collect item to come and be picked up in a store. That 45 minutes is still worth their time. But all of a sudden, the sales attributed somewhere else. And it's how do you bring this together? Challenges like that, to me, are more fundamental than saying, actually, underneath it, you can make all of your operations easier as well. And you can appeal to more customers through payment methods. And the way that you reconcile can be easier. I think the stuff at the top is really important. And then it drives what you need in a payment world. I think it's interesting. You talk still like a retailer. You, you're, you're talking to me about the experience of the retailing business, not the experience of Adyen as the, the payments facilitator. Yeah, that's what we have to do, right? We have to. I think, I think the most important thing that we do as a payment provider is we listen, to, we listen to consumers and we listen to our merchants. I think we have to do that. We always have to do that. You know, ultimately, we, we set out with an intent to disrupt the payment world. That's what Adian means. Adian literally means do it again. That's what that's what the word means. So we have dis, we have disrupted the way that it works. So if you're a retailer that operates across different channels, across different geographies, then there really isn't anyone else that does that. So we have this big benefit of time that says the platform and the way that it engages either through terminal, through a pay by link, through an e-commerce integration. There is no one else that does that and there still isn't. So we have this benefit of time and you, you see competition in the space like Stripe or Checkout. They will bring modern technologies to play, but we have a benefit of time because it's quite hard to, you know, to get certifications to introduce point of sale into certain countries. So they will chase us, they will. And it's about what we do next and what we see next. And what we see as next has to be driven by what, what, we, what we hear from our platforms, what we hear from our merchants. We have to listen. But equally, we also have to educate about the art of the possible, right? To go, actually, there's a different way to think of it. And that's really what we try to do. We try to set out with a way that said, never forget the customer at the end. Always remember the merchant that you're working with and what they want to do. You'll never ever hear an Adian person when they meet a merchant start talking about Adian. It's really important we know what you want to do because we could be the wrong fit. And if we are the wrong fit, we'll be very transparent if we're the wrong fit. So I think that's why you kind of always hear this tone in the way that we work. So what is the next step in growth for Adyen? I think there's a couple of pieces that are quite relevant. We recognise the importance of direct relationships so where we have merchants who are directly contracted that we process on behalf of. And Adyen always has been an enterprise level business. Yes, we've kind of grown into, into new verticals quite well, so especially in the hospitality sector. That direct relationship with enterprise scale merchants is something that we'll continue to drive because that, that's where we can add the most value to those merchants, be it different geographies as they look to explore different channels. And quite often, when we look at how those merchants are looking to kind of innovate their retail footprint, you know, how do they harness new technologies like Android to go mobile? How can they build their own applications? How can they 
build applications that begin to collapse the distinction between online and offline. So enterprise is where we play particularly well. But what we also recognize is that there's a lot of smaller merchants sitting in the marketplace who don't utilize their own technologies to grow and they utilize platforms in order to do that. And those indirect relationships through platforms is a big opportunity for us. It's something that we do want to continue to explore. We've seen a growth in our footprint of platforms. And when you see those SaaS platforms, they become really interesting because the way that they think about technology and how they can help lots of smaller merchants leapfrog really quickly forward in terms of the technology that they deploy. That's what gets really interesting because A, it makes us think, and B, we can bring things to them that they're not used to seeing. So I think together that indirect relationship through platforms and what we do in that enterprise world that's just where we'll continue because that to us is really important. And it's been successful for us for a long time and enterprise businesses just continue to grow. I think the interesting thing will be what happens kind of in the next five to 10 years. I think COVID's really interesting because what we've seen, we've seen a few things, right? So I think we saw traffic really, really gravitate away from point of sale when point of sale was, was closed into e-commerce, but it's sustained so there's a growth trajectory that's sustained as people learn that actually, do you know what? It's not that difficult to transact on a website and it arrives tomorrow, right? That's really good. And people weren't used to that. So I think what it did is it is it just accelerated a shift that was happening a little more gradually, but it didn't it didn't fundamentally change the technologies that people were deploying. So it's it's not as if overnight lots of businesses had to rethink about what they were doing. They just had to, they just had to accelerate it. We, we saw lots of things on the platform, like um, things like pay table apps is a good example, or cashless transactions in private hire vehicles. As we stepped out of COVID, those businesses were ready to be able to utilize and, and take that technology to market. So I don't really think in COVID we saw something new coming to the fore. I think what we saw is an acceleration. But what we've also seen is the world begins to open up. We see that people's craving for the experience of retail is still there. People want to go back into retail. It's how retail now responds to it that I think is really interesting because there's a big opportunity to really drive innovation in, in, in stores. And it'll be interesting to watch where it goes to in the next kind of two, three, four, five years. But personally, I think there'll be a growing use of technology to, in certain scenarios, reduce the amount of human interaction that's necessary. And again, that comes back to this point around what does that mean through the retailer's lens? So the concept to you or I to turn around and say, well, actually, do you know what? It, that, it doesn't seem too much of a technology feat to be able to put a self-checkout in place. But then you've got to deal with things like, well, how do I take a security tag off? Where do I get a bag? How do all those bits go with it? And you see you see brands like Zara that I shop, shop in myself. I see how they've tried to do that by really clever scanning at the checkout of products. So you, are, you do see it's coming. I think Tesco's is another example of a retailer that's trying to move the needle a little. They've kind of changed the way that they position Clubcard. So now Clubcard is no longer at earn points. Clubcard is if you buy this and you pay with the wallet, I don't know if you use it yourself, you pay with the wallet, you get a, you get a discount there and then on, on, on your basket. But I wonder whether cleverly it's a way of saying, do you know what, if we can get you used to paying on your own device inside of a wallet in retail that's securely authenticated, the need for us to have to just use terminals diminishes and therefore our hardware investment diminishes because we're getting you used to paying on your own device. And I think things like that are going to, they're going to drive a really interesting shift kind of in the wider marketplace to go, what will retail look like? We're seeing it. We're seeing demand for mobile terminals becoming more and more important. 
we're seeing a really slow move towards working out how you get customers to pay on their own devices. It's still absolutely in its infancy, but you know we work with some really interesting brands. Wagamama is a brand that we work we've worked with a number of years. So if you've visited a Wagamama recently, where their traffic is all shifted towards paid table on a on a QR code. So I think you are seeing that movement towards own device. I just think it will continue. It will continue towards own device, less towards retailer device, um, because it reduces the hardware dependency of the merchant, the investment cost. But it's got to hang contingent with who's educating, who, who is it who's out there who's actually educating the, the customer themselves. Because customers don't swing on their own. COVID proved that if you force someone into a, a new journey, they'll stay with it. But what we have to do is we have to remain agile. Fundamentally, that's what we as a team have to do. We have to remain agile. We have to... So things about us that help us is it's it's all around having a technology that's all your own. So we're going to new countries. We don't we don't acquire businesses. We don't use external contractors. We don't plug anything in. That's kind of where the platforms payment platforms went wrong in the past. We don't do that. There's no need to do that. So we build it ourselves because then we have control. We have no dependency. There's no stewardship to slow something down. So I think that bit becomes really important to then say how can we make sure that we're always on the cusp. And we do talk about merchants because we learn from merchants an awful lot. You'll never see us develop something that no one's ever asked for. You'll never see us develop something that we haven't developed in partnership with another merchant. You'll never see us develop something that only works for one merchant because then there's no use to the rest of the marketplace. And technology should be made freely available. So I think what will be really interesting is what do the next few years look like, especially in the retail space. And there's really exciting retailers out there. And it's also around... How do you look at payments as more than just payments that you and I look at? How do you look at it as a financial service? So if you're like me, you don't use cash anymore. You constantly just use your card to tap out or insert. That's what you do. There's so much data available behind that that shows you what I do. And yes, there's a balance to making sure that kind of my privacy and your privacy is protected. But that's quite valuable to merchants, right? That's really valuable to merchants to go if you can harness the power of that data then you get real insight and you reduce the friction because you no longer have to go hunting for a card to show that you were there and it's your loyalty. I don't have to do that anymore. So now I think it's I think it's quite interesting what the, what the next few years are going to bring. Colin Neal, Managing Director, Adyen UK, thank you very much.